Good evening, everyone. We're going to skip all the formalities here. You guys know where to find my show and everything in between. This is the Walker AC Experience. And right now we're going to add a little inter international flavor. So I am with my bestie, my good friend in the whole entire world. I've known her for over a decade. She's suffered with me through everything, through purgatory. And now we're doing well. Jessie from the UK, how are you? I'm not from the UK. But you want to go back there, so. Yeah, that's true. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Adrian I'm doing from America. the US. Yes, excellent. <laughs> and of course, um, our special guest, um, Jessie's man of the hour, her mate, <laughs> her beau, her future husband, um, Declan. She calls him Dex. So, Declan, I met you 30 minutes ago, but I'm going to meet you again. So, it's good to meet you. How are you? I'm good. Cool. Very good. <laughs> awesome start. Um, actually, so um, the basis of this show is we keep everything on a positive note. We have fun and just no pressure. So Jesse's told me a lot about you. So I just want to learn about you, if that's okay. And of course, we'll kind of bounce back and forth between you know you and Jesse and stuff like that. We're not going to dig too personal. We'll keep everything just you know lighthearted. So if you don't mind, you know. I was hoping to get into deep childhood trauma. <laughs> oh, that's definitely a later show. Uh, so, Declan, where are you from? I am from, I guess, the Whitby right now in North Yorkshire, England. Now, so I thought you were from Scotland. Or I am born in Scotland, yeah. yeah. Uh, Frisborough, up in Aberdeenshire, kind of pretty much not as far north as you can go, but as north as people get. Cool. And, of course, um, have you traveled anywhere else other than you know, the UK area? I mean, other than, of course, here in America. Yeah, I've lived in kind of the Midlands, like in Lincolnshire for a while. Um, and I, live, I currently work remotely in West Sussex, which is be just below London. Okay. I've always wanted to go. You know, so now when Jesse let me know, you know, that her future husband is from the UK, I had to grab my microphone and come and talk to you and, and learn about you pretty much. Um, so, I mean, and you, you say you work remotely from home. If you don't mind me asking, what do you do? Uh, I'm a QA technician. Um, I currently, I focus on games and I make sure they're working as they're expected to. Um, I have a passion UX, which is like user experience design, making things accessible, easy to understand, learn, um, and that's where most of my focus currently goes. Um, I focus mostly with the UI team. They are responsible for our impartial for the UX. Nice. How would you get into that? Um, I was going through chemotherapy about seven years ago. And I just spent that time, whilst I was going through treatment, just testing games for fun. Mm -hmm. Being part of these small beta testing communities, alpha testing. And yeah, I found a passion just talking about the games, really. Just how, how to make them more engaging, how to, what makes this better than this one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I just kind of found it interesting. Um, so when I, when I was declared cured in remission, um, I saw a job posting for one of the games I had previously tested. 
and yeah, I got I got that job straight away and straight into it. Consider myself extremely lucky. I mean, I'd been having trouble with employment before, but yeah, after all that, yeah, I've been working for them since. Nice, congrats. <clears throat> not bad at all. Yeah, and and of course, congratulations on your remission and everything. That I didn't know. Did you would like to touch upon that or? If you don't um, wish to, don't have to. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I'm fully open to talking about anything, really. Um, yeah. no, that's okay. You, you made mention of it. That's something that kind of, you know, perked my ear a little bit. He yeah. had stage four cancer. Yeah, stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's what, what, what is, like, this is more treatable, <laughs> but, like, it's stage four cancer. It was right. eating your bones. <laughs> yeah, basically, I've been living in Lincoln around about that. For a while, and my I had a pain in my left thigh, mm-hmm. and I kept on going to the doctor about it. They said it's just like a sprain or something; it'll heal itself. Six months I was doing that, and I just couldn't walk. I, I had I couldn't do work or anything at the time, um, and I just get I got depressed. I shut myself in. My mother reached out to me. She kind of helped me come back to near the family. And yeah, I had a blood work done and found out that I had stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. It was actually eating away at my bone for six months uh, in my left leg. And when you had treatment, how long did that treatment take? That was roughly six months itself. Um, a fair, a few months of like diagnosis and like organizing everything, and mm-hmm. then six months of treatment. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I'm definitely glad that everything is okay. I yeah, yeah. Uh, thankfully, I'm young and I had a perfect response to it. So yeah. Uh, oh, awesome. Now, what else do you like to do? I mean, with this job you have right now, sounds like a dream job. Yeah. So, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's not what people think might think it might be. But yeah, uh, it's a lot of Excel, basically. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of checklists, a lot of Excel. A uh, lot of Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> Ticking boxes, making sure. It, I make. I mean, it's fun. You're kind of like using a basically world that someone has programmed, created mm-hmm. themselves, and you're testing the science and physics within that world, making sure it doesn't like cause the world to explode or anything. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. That's not bad at all. So, just one more question for you, and I'll move over to Jesse for a little bit. She's chomping at the bit to get some words out. <laughs> I'm just trying to say because I wanted to say that you're much more interested in the psychology behind uh, what motivates people to continue to play a game or what motivates them to engage in certain behaviors within a game. I've certainly found a passion. uh, uh, Right. I was testing games. I found a passion talking about them, like what makes them better. And through that, I found that my real passion is just psychology, behavioral science, mm. um, just understanding what motivates people. Um, and also how our brains work. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, um, of course, me and Jesse, we're both on the autism spectrum. That's how we've come to know each other. Um, yeah, I've done a lot of learning about how my brain is different from others and how I've been learning through the autism community, how they also have their own experiences and things. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of variety amongst people and on the spectrum. But now, uh, Jesse touched upon that the last time we spoke. There is this particular website she went to, mm. um, 
you know, you know, people with autism and, and um, that are like-minded with that. So is that how you guys met? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was working remotely at the time. I was falling into kind of a bit of despair. Um, I'd been focusing way too much on my career at the time, and I was like just hitting a brick wall. And I decided I needed to socialize, get back into the world, live again. Um, and I don't know, I guess both out of curiosity and through that need, I joined Hickey, which is a autism community slash dating app. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got to know people through there. Um, I asked a lot of questions about people's experiences. I was like learning about their experiences, just, yeah, just getting to know people. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the community there. Uh, I saw Jessie around there. She was always a bright ray of sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she was great. Um, but yeah, uh, we... I just posted a lot of pictures of me with flowers or plants <laughs> and talking about their scientific name. I'm like, oh, here's this one. Check out this one. Mimosa <laughs> Turica, which was one of my favorites. Is this and you know, you know, so after after seeing her, I guess in that um, fell instantly itself, in love, love at first sight. Who 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 made the first move? Uh, in the comment section. Yeah, we we talked a few times, like just skimmed each other in the comments a few times, mm-hmm. got to know each other. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird because it's like it's kind of like what Facebook's kind of doing now, I guess. But at the time, it was just like um, you have like a like homepage, like main feed of just anybody posting whatever. And it's kind of like back in the old days, like whenever Facebook, um, you could see kind of like everybody's posts because it was such a small community. And obviously that's not the case now. They have very specific algorithms that like work with whoever they're working with. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, you could literally see like just any autistic person from around the world, like posting their random thoughts. Like I feel really bad today that my mom's being mean to me. Like, here's my dog. Like it was just completely random. And then there's like a secondary sort of swipe feature. And I don't know, have they updated it all? We haven't been on for a while. Yeah. yeah. But there's like a swipe feature, kind of like Tinder where you're like, that person's cute. Maybe they'll talk to me. And then there's like a messaging feature. So it's kind of multifaceted. Mm. Yeah. There's a community page and there's a swipe feature. Yeah. So anyway, so then we started messaging through there, but the messages were too slow. So I said, can we move this to Messenger or Google Chat or whatever? And so then we started just messaging through Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And who, who was it that kind of, spark, kind of inspired me to like reach out to you and get to know you? I don't it was know. a certain writer slash scientist slash... Joseph? No. David, Daniel. I don't know. It was, it was in your bio page. Oh, uh... Oh, this is in the psychedelics thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just talking about like psychedelic like plant medicines and my. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of very white witchy kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that there's there's kind of hope for the brain in some certain plant medicine combinations, but. Yeah, I, I believe in that too. I believe, uh, yeah. So fast forward a little bit, you guys make a connection, and you guys hit it off. So fast forward a little bit, what was the deciding factor you, for you, Jesse, to make that trip to the UK to meet this fine young gentleman? Hmm. Um, we developed a, I was going to 
say a snarky answer and then I <laughs> redirect it. Um, we developed a very intense emotional and uh, intellectual connection. We were talking every single day for hours upon hours every single day. Um, I trusted him. You know, he made me feel safe, like I could tell him anything, and th this is still remains the case now. Like, he knows everything about me, and, you know, we've had to work through some stuff, but he, he understands. He understands what I struggle with, and, um, like, on a, like, profound level, he understands, yeah. you know. Um, and I think I recognized that early on. So I trusted him. Also, I like to travel. It's stressful, but I like to travel. You know, I've, I've been throughout Europe before. I never really explored the UK. I was kind of interested in, um, in seeing what's up there. But, you know, unlike you, Adrian, like, I'm not really an Anglophile. Like, the UK was not, like, top of my list for places to, like, go. You know, like, Italy was kind of my, my place. I, I love Italy. But I was like, check it out. See, see what's up and he made everything so easy for me like he he plotted out my trip at the airport all the gates exactly the times when the buses were when the trains were when the hotels were like every every step of the way because i i need that yeah uh yeah that's kind of my inner insight from being also on the spectrum and being i guess really interested in user experience design just <laughs> Making things easy to understand, access. So, yeah. yeah. So, so what about the human mind that just fascinates you? And we're going to go back to the meeting because I'm kind of still, you know, <laughs> still curious about that. I still want to. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, you know, it may not seem like it, but I'm very sappy when it comes to, you know, like to, to connections and whatnot because I'm not a big people person. McKenna. Terrence McKenna. Tennis, yeah, that's it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Terrence McKenna. It, I had mentioned something. Sorry. When, we, when he was first looking at my profile, I mentioned something on my profile about how I was interested in the writings of Terence McKenna and his brother Dennis McKenna, who also has an, like an institute, I think in Canada, where he's exploring how um, psychedelics and other psychoactive uh, plant medicines, drugs, whatever, can kind of uh, help facilitate different connections in the brain. Psychedelics yeah. specifically can help reconnect parts of the brain that... Uh, other drugs cannot and one of the experiences that I've had is going on things like SSRIs and um, psychoactive medications has actually had the opposite effect for me um, which Declan and I have talked about has to do with kind of how my brain works brain chemistry yeah, wise yeah. kind of a disassociative enhancement yeah uh, so it's complicated whatever but it, <laughs> that was one of the things that kind of brought us together was talking about um, the potential for me kind of figuring out a better solution for myself because I didn't feel like traditional pharmaceutical medications had been a good solution for me. Um, therapy was helpful, but not the end-all be-all. Um, you know, support groups, doctors, like I'd been through so much, so much stuff, you know, and um, so that was just a topic, but I mean, lots of topics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, um... Yeah, I saw Terence McKenna. I, I'm quite interested in philosophy. Mm -hmm. uh, he talks a lot about like how no one's in charge. Uh, people have this like conspiracy thing. 
and people at the top aren't necessarily uh, any more clever than people at any other level in society um, and people are scared to take control uh, so I, I really appreciate a lot of his philosophy a lot of his talking into the insights and mechanisms of society mm -hmm. and I just thought it was like pretty interesting that she was also kind of a fan of some of his work and also I think I, I talked about sustainable agriculture <laughs> and like I want to build this beautiful future and like I just right I ran around. You can have a person from a different perspective, but I think we've found like there, there's a crossroads where all these things relate to each other. And, right. Yeah. So, like, he's very kind of in the computer world and stuff, and I'm very in the natural world, and I have been for the past, you know, eight years prior to the past two. Hmm. Um, I was just kind of like living out in the woods. But I acknowledge that there's like a beauty within how you can make technology kind of enhance the natural world and uh, bettering things. Like I had, I had gone to this organic farm and they were monitoring the bees in such a way where they knew exactly like the temperature within the hive. And it's like, okay, so you can use technology. Technology is not like a bad thing. I think a lot of times with like farming and organic farming and like things like that, it's like, oh. Technology is wrong. Like it's like a Ted Kaczynski approach. It's like ah, I'm gonna throw it all away. It's garbage. No, no, no. You can utilize it in a good way and enhance the natural world. And that's where I think Duckman and I kind of are trying to meet. Yeah, future. yeah. Um, yeah, Sorry, I, 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 I've had my own. I've been like a nature kid since I was younger. I've lived in the Scottish Isles. Uh, my granddad taught me how to fish. Um, I'd go out my, with my great uncle, he had a boat, throw lobster pots off the side, pull them up. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, get fresh crab, lobster every day. And that kind of inspired me to want to live out there self-sufficiently. And when I... That was one path I could have taken once I got, came off chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. That was one of my kind of things I was going to pursue because I've not been very well with, very good with the getting employment um, so yeah yeah we both have a mutual admiration love for nature and yeah. he was very we went to the Bass Pro sorry were you going to ask a question no go ahead <laughs> um, Bass Pro shop today which is very like traditional classic kind of red necky necky american but we did get to see some things that kind of reminded you of that lifestyle kind of like being able to fish he met a lot of firearms that he'd never met before so that was fun <laughs> so before we started the show i asked you what did you think of america so far big loud <laughs> um I mean, obviously, America is still a vast expanse. It's just there's so much variety of things to see, and so much of it is not necessarily inhabited. I, I, I'm currently in an area which is a city, so of course, roads, cars everywhere, yeah. uh, signs. It's all quite overwhelming. It's definitely not to my taste, really. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I also recognize that America is probably like one of the only countries in the world where you can actually get lost. Like, 
disconnect from civilization. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, once again, I'm going to bounce around a little bit. Um, and of course, Jesse and I talked about this about a year ago um, about being on the spectrum. And I'm not very knowledgeable when it comes to that. Um, so what's the common misconception um, about autism and, and being on a spectrum, um, especially as far as communicating, you know, you, you, know, you know, with someone else and quote unquote fitting in? Hmm. Do you want to start? Um, there's a, a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of misunderstandings that happen. I think one of the things, just to give like anecdotal uh, evidence or whatever, um, so today we were traveling in the car with my my mom and stepfather, and um, it's very clear clear that they're neurotypical, which I don't mean that in like a derogatory way, but just very kind of um, extroverted, gregarious. Not that all neurotypical people are gregarious and mm -hmm. extroverted, but um, there's just a kind of like, this is acceptable, this is exciting, like we're, we're being out in the world and we're engaging with the world. And I think uh, Declan and I need a lot of time to just be inward, either with each other or by ourselves. Like we're very introverted, but it's separate from just like, oh, I just wanna be alone. It's more like we just need time to process. And I think sometimes people misunderstand that as um, you're being rude or um, arrogant or something. It's it's like no, we just need time to process. Is it is it more like overstimulation? It yeah. There's a lot of over yes, for sure. overwhelm, overstimulation. Um, and here in the states, you know, we joke about this being like one of the most extroverted places to like exist. It's just, it's very loud in your face. Devin was shocked by the amount of like, signs and advertisements like flying yeah. down the road. We were, um, you know, traveling down A1A and then US1 and he was like, oh my God, I can't believe that, like, what is happening? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, my, my attention is left to be grabbed left right center. What, what does that sign say? What does that sign? I couldn't stop myself. I was just like trying to process everything around me all at once. And you know, and my mom, she was pointing out. I, I, she's I actually like, got oh, a headache. Look at this! Look at this! Look at this! Look at this! Yeah. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> Thankfully, I've got a little bit more tolerance than Jesse, but yeah, even I got overwhelmed today. Yeah, yeah. navigating London was his game. In London, I <laughs> like getting on the underground. I was just like, no, you just tell me. I'm closing my ears. I'm closing my eyes. I'm done with this situation. There's just certain situations where I just shut completely down. And he's just really good at handling that. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so, so I'm, used, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, so, you know, so for you, what is a common misconception? I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I, I guess there's a lot. The main conception is that it's not just like you're able and you're not able. There's, there's no like Asperger's and autism. Right. It's a full spectrum, full spectrum. Uh, everyone on the spectrum, even low needs, high needs, they're all high ability in some certain areas, low ability in other areas. And it's just, it's just a zigzagging kind of thing between mm -hmm. their abilities. Um, it's why you see people who are non-verbal are able to do calculus to some crazy degree uh, because it's not because they're disabled or 
something they're more able in some ways right um, they're just they have these disabled more, more lower abilities that perhaps we as humans kind of see as essential as a kind of show of intelligence gotcha um, yeah um, no that's accurate I think that's true in my case um, too like my mother um, was talking to Declan about how academically inclined I was and how I wanted to be perfect at playing French horn and you know like I want to be the best at everything and so like I can really succeed at certain things but clearly like normal everyday things are rather challenging for me um, certain just minor social interactions are completely depleting for me I don't know how to respond and then I beat myself up because I'm like I didn't do the right thing I didn't say the right thing I I mess it up you know and so it, yeah it's it's different for everybody like Declan is able to hold his job he's been there for a long time but a lot of people on the spectrum are not capable of holding sure. full-time work uh yeah yeah it's because work work is very much built for a yeah. jack of all trades kind of idea mm -hmm. of how people work that you have to be a generalist before you could be anything else um yeah uh, i was gonna say like um i we may have like some abilities that show that we have strengths that we're, we're able to communicate I'm quite eloquent sometimes yeah we can we could, we could both communicate <laughs> on a composite level we can perform really well in academia and things mm -hmm. but there are things that we generally struggle at that neurotypical people. You should see don't. this around the and house. It's, it's, it's that's like hard, we're like hard, doing hard a for neurotypical task. neurotypical people to understand. Most most people not in the know they see it more or less like a handicap. You yeah, know? it's either a handicap or it's not a handicap. Whereas right, it's, it's more complicated than that. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's not really it's not really like a black and white thing. Yeah. You know, just because you're just because you have autism, you know, that doesn't mean you're, you're handicapped in certain ways. Because obviously, you know, like there are so many high functioning, you know, you know, mm -hmm. people with autism on the spectrum and whatnot. So this is why I ask because I don't want to come across, you know, ignorant to the fact of you know, you know what someone has because it's not a handicap, not at all. No. You know, you know, I'm more envious of that particular talent that they have to focus on a certain thing, master that certain thing, you know, versus more or less not being social and not, not being social with people because once again at my at my age i'm not a very sociable person <laughs> so so you know so i'd rather have a job like yours you know you know that you have the full you know you know committed and passion into you know versus talking to a large group of people so but once again you know if you know if you know if i say something out of touch it's just because i'm not in the know you know when it comes to that so this is why i ask all the questions no, pertaining to it. I, I, well, I was just going to say, um, of course, ask the questions. I think one of the things at the end of the day is like, it's kind of like we'll never fully understand what it's like to be neurotypical. I don't think that there's like full comprehension of what it's like to be neurodivergent. I think the main thing that we want is just kind of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been such a struggle for me personally and for Declan as well to kind of get certain um, certain people to just kind of accept like, okay, this is what's required for this person to be their best self, mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
And so you with your workplace, me with my family issues, it's like just, it's just a communication um, process, you know, trying to figure out how can I explain this better. We always talk about, you know, as much as Elon Musk is on my nerves right now, um, <laughs> we always talk about Neuralink and it's like, if I could just let somebody live in my head for like 10 minutes, they'd be like, okay, I got, okay, I got you. Like, that's crazy, but <laughs> I get it. I understand it a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, language is such a flawed communication. It's a very uh, ancient technology. That was one of the things that we connected on, on Hiki. Yeah, we were talking about language being like an ancient kind of technology that yeah. was, remember? That was yeah. one of the things we connected on when we first talked. Is like, yeah, verbal language, written language is just like, it's so clunky, it's so archaic. It's like, because, yeah. I, I, even as like a poet and a writer myself, like, it's still, I'm not quite articulating exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we're basically taking what's going on inside our head trying to find the best way to put that into words and another person receives that and tries to decode that in their own head and mm. our heads work in very different ways so right. uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's a common misconception because someone can say one thing and they can take your sentence and they can interpret it as something else and then you can get backlash because of what they interpreted as yeah. even though you can tell them no i said a b and c and d they're like no i take it as such and it angers me or offends me or, or anything yeah. of the sort. Sometimes people prioritize their interpretation of something instead of the intention of something, which I think is more important, really. But that comes very I, big about intention. Yeah, things. yeah. Like I'm frustrated with law and things. How oh law is taken very. Don't get him started on American <laughs> law. <laughs> how, well, I mean, it's it's a global thing, really. Um, but yeah, how law is taken very literally. People are always like trying to figure out how can we take this string of words to loopholes. Loophole, not correct. Mm -hmm. Loophole. Uh, whereas it, everyone knows very clearly this law was created to do X, to do Y. It is no longer applicable to today's culture, today's world, or things like that. Yeah, it, it all, it, you know, it all goes back to interpretation. Yeah. You know, you we take the Second Amendment. And they'll rip it apart and go, this is what it really meant. Mm. No, this is what it said for this particular generation mm. and, and so on. So this is how a whole lot of things get confused. So, we talk all the time about the firearm thing too because like they don't have a, yeah. a ton of guns. Yeah. <laughs> We've got more firearms than people here and like it's just not a thing. Like he saw, what did you see, an assault rifle? You were like, oh, I saw an assault rifle in Paris. <laughs> Yeah, assault rifles. I mean, what do you need an assault rifle for? Oh, trust me. Um, me and my associates have had multiple hour-long conversations about firearms because I'm against it versus my other associate. He's he's for it. And we have these debates for hours and hours and hours. And I just, I just me personally, I don't see the use in it. But that's just me. And once again, it's all about intent. It's all about, you know, um, you know in interpretation and whatnot. So, yeah, of course... That's one of the major reasons why I love going to other countries, just to see how they live and their culture and what their passions are and how they view certain things. Because obviously, you know, people from the UK look at America different, you know, as far as their policies, as far as their way of life and stuff like that. Yeah. So, what you're gonna say? Uh, I was just thinking, like the when we got closer to me coming over here, one of the first things I was like 
I, I, I joked about it. It's not like I'm serious. Uh, whether or not I should wear put on my bulletproof at the airport. You weren't that joking. No. You were airport. kind of like, can I? I? I was like, I can't guarantee you're not going to get shot here, but probably right. not. You're a white dude. Yeah, you're probably fine. Yeah, the 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 accent will put people at ease. So you don't. Yeah, they're like, oh, right. Must yes. be smart. Oh, that's the place where we came from. Okay, cool. We're good. We're good. Yeah, they hear your accent and go, oh, okay. You're safe. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, other than the the uh, sights and sounds of America, you know, the in-your-face um, advertising. What other differences have you seen? You know, for you know, for your short time of being here. Um, I, I say it's yeah, food. I guess um, I've been inundating with him with because, so much. Because we're autistic, we haven't like create a huge list of things to do. We've largely just been focused on each other, just enjoying the area. Mm -hmm. Jesse's been introducing me to lots of food. That's the main thing, really. He had burger. He had tacos for the first time. That was fun. He had Arby's today, which was... I am so sorry. Disgusting. I don't yeah, really I, understand why that, that happened. But my mom was like, I've got coupons. So I was like, <laughs> okay, we'll go to Arby's. Oh, God. I guess I've had a very American day. You've had a, a, a public stuff? Yeah, you've had a very... No, I made you breakfast. Yes, but we went to Walmart. We went to Walmart, which was... He walked into Walmart and he's like, oh my god. Like, Sensory overload. It's like yes. all the, I've been telling him for years. Like, I was just like, Walmart is my least favorite thing because my mom and I will go grocery shopping. And when we go to all these, I know all the aisles exactly what I need from each aisle and exactly where it is. And I have a list and I go, boom, 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 we're out. And then... The same thing with Walmart, but like we do this about once a week and that will wipe me out for a day. So I was like, okay, if we're going to go to Walmart, that's going to be like it for me for the rest of the day. Like I'm just done. Um, I, you know, maybe as I get older too, I just, I can tolerate less or I, I refuse to tolerate as much as I used to. Like Adrian, when you and I were <laughs> working in the hor horrible place in which we worked. We will call it purgatory. Purgatory. Um, I have no idea how I said that person. Like, I was so miserable and my life was such a mess. And there's no possible way that I would ever do that kind of work again. I, one, I can't. But two, I refuse. Well, that was, that was a different time. It yeah, was a different was, time. Yeah, very different oh time gosh. and different people. And it, was, it was such an interesting experience. We talked about off, off mic about that job that we did. And I was suckered into it. I fell for it because I saw dollar signs working in that particular uh, call center. And it was, it, was, it was a worse experience, but it was a good experience because it gave me an idea on... We talked, we talked about the human mind mm. and how about people operate. And how people saw the world and saw products and stuff like that, without getting into too much detail on that, because not about me, but that place is a whole another story. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's truly a case study on the human mind and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think marketing is especially one of the earlier kind of understandings of psychology that kind of sparked off more. Uh, I mean, there's a uh, Sigmund Freud. Uh, kind of like started like talking about the mm -hmm. subconscious and things, and I think it was his nephew that's kind of created the idea of marketing and how you could reach and influence people through 
those mechanisms. It was brutal. Um, but uh, you probably read uh, uh, C.J. Young. Uh, yeah, yeah, Young. Yes, very, very good read, and you know, and of course, I love his ideals and everything. Um, but what got you into it? I mean, like, what got you into the case study of human behavior and human mind and stuff um, like that? I say it's, it's mostly my differences, like trying to understand why I'm so different from people, why I have so much difficulty, uh, why I'm misunderstood so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have took an interest in like social psychology at first, um, then through games it evolved into kind of behavioral psychology. Through my work, it's gone through organizational psychology. Mm. Uh, and yeah, through autism, I've been studying all these different neurodivergent situations like um, ADD, ADHD, uh, yeah, antisocial kind of things. Um, uh, dissociative identity disorder, um, which I has some correlation with autism, mm -hmm. uh, schizophrenia. Um, and what's the other one? Two rats. Two rats is another one I've like looked into. Because, um, yeah, impulse control is a large part of it as well. There's a lot of crossover with all these different things. Yeah. Um, yeah, as the more you explore, the more you understand this one thing. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. And, you know, being manic and, you know, being diagnosed bipolar. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always trying to study more about the human mind and emotions and you know, about why people are the way they are. And, you know, the, 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 the saying, which I kind of don't believe, that humans only use 10% of their brain. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a very generalized statement. I mean, we, we don't really know. We're, we're all, we, we use our entire brain, just not all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing with me on that one. Thank you. No, just the major thing is just we don't know. So we continue to read and study about the human mind and behavioral and impulse control and stuff like that because we just don't know. And my last question on the really deep topic is, do you think we'll ever find out? Not, not necessarily in our lifetime, mm -hmm. but just eventually. Do you think we'll figure out you know, why autism the way it is or depression or bipolar or Tourette's or something like that? You answer your way and then I'm going to say something. Right, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're developing all this technology to read brainwaves to comprehend how the brain works. I mean, our, our brains are essentially just huge comparison machines. We're comparing everything around us. Everything, every decision we make is a comparison of like hundreds, it's, it's hundred million like different comparisons. Right. Uh, it's why we're constantly comparing things uh, day to day. Uh, it's fundamental to the way we think. Um, so sorry, I'm, I'm getting a little off topic with that. I'm, I'm you going want to wanna have some water? Do you want some yeah, more yeah. water? It's okay. okay. Well, we'll you know, we <laughs> should move on to Jeffy's. Okay, so I'm going to say the singularity. <laughs> right. Okay, so if this does indeed happen, in, in which we kind of uh, fuse biology with technology, then yeah, it would be so easy to kind of figure out certain things, I think. And, you know, whether or not that leads to mm, 
solving the problems or creating more, I don't know. But we'll see. And that's that's the key thing is we don't know. That's the best part. Human trajectory doesn't look very promising, but we can give it a go. Mm. <laughs> give it a go. Give it a go. So so you know so now we'll get past the deep side and we'll go back to the fun side. Where's uh, my ice cream? Call back to last time we podcasted. He he kept promising me ice cream to do the podcast with him. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> inside joke between us. Can I just go back to like properly answering? Absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, you have yeah. to be thorough with things. I'll get you more. <laughs> yeah, it's really the autism thing. You see, you I, I understand. impulse, the like need for completion. I uh, yeah. Yeah, that's how I am too. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, we're we're constantly about the brain. I mean, the thing is, everything's interconnected. Uh, our nutrition, our brain. We're learning more and more how our nutrition affects our brain. I've been talking a lot to him about nutrition. Yeah, Jesse has opened my mind a lot to how nutrition affects the brain. Uh, it's something that we're starting to discover, and Jesse seems to be quite. A on the forefront of some of those discoveries, uh, whereas I'm more focused on the brain in isolation. That's, that's yeah, we, we share a lot of information. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, um, we're constantly learning about how different parts of the brain function. Um, like I can go into depth about how autism relates, is, is largely between like two different small parts of our brain. Um, but, there's also like the effect of hormones and how we think, how we right. how our, how different parts of our brain function. It influences different parts. It influences the growth and receding of grey matter in certain parts. Um, I mean, like antisocial disorders comes from kind of like a lean brain structure. Mm. Um, you put someone through a lot of stress like their brain will start become more lean and lean until it's, it's their amygdala will also grow and grow with the amygdala is the kind of reactive emotional lizard part of our brain um and they will yeah they, they do this in the army um actually they put their soldiers through a lot of stress and as a result their brains become more linear and they're more able to react they're better they are better soldiers they're able to just like react, react, react. Right. They don't get caught up in details because that's how their the cortisol has affected their brain structure. It's a, it's a it's a reprogramming. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these hormones affect their brains in all these different ways. We're just only starting to really fully understand it. Mm -hmm. um, we've recently got to the point where we can actually predict someone's political leanings by taking a swab of their saliva. And just measuring the hormones from that, um, and yeah, it's it's evolving from there. Yeah, um, we're we're always obviously we have hours <laughs> upon hours of conversations about this stuff because yeah. we want to figure ourselves out. We want to be able to better communicate that to the people around us, you know. And it's uh, it's fascinating. It's also perplexing. It's also frustrating, you know. But it at the end of the day, it's like Declan and I kind of have each other to talk through these things, you know. And that's and that's and that's pretty rare, actually. You know, because we always talk about communication and relationships. Not and, a problem. <laughs> and, and you know, and, and, and most people don't have that aspect of it. You know, so I definitely commend you guys too. You know, for, for for being able to have those difficult conversations or deep conversations or stuff like that. 
Um, so my one question to you, and I'll ask you a final one, is so where do you see you two in the future? Wedding bells, traveling, at peace, you know, you know, to have that inner peace that you guys been searching for. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, we, we, I have a grand plan, of course. You can't help but avoid, you can't avoid grand plans, but I mean, <laughs> it's all just going to be like one day at a time, just see how, like, Jessie's going to be joining me. And we're going to see how she adapts to life in Britain. Like, it's going to be colder. Um, she's very heavily influenced by the sun, so we'll see how I that kind of plays out. I'm like a sun goddess. Um, also, I'd like to, like, start, like, probing, can she handle, like, the Scottish Isles? The weather's mm -hmm. pretty rough out there, so just poke up there every once in a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. You we'll... Just throw me on island. Just leave me. <laughs> Bye. See you in a week. If you can't make it, it's not worth it for me. Bye. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mainly, it's just like figuring things out, just one step at a time. We do have a wedding date, which is October fourth. Yeah, it's <laughs> we're 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 we're, com I'm, like, we're both one hundred percent committed to this. We we know there's it's... like it's complicated. There's right. Gotta be troubles along the way for. We have to, um, we have to play by the rules for the whole visa situation. So we've had to go through a very intensive process of uh, paperwork and um, various documentation. And we had a solicitor at one point. I just went for my biometrics uh, situation. They took my fingerprints and my face and everything. They took my passport away, which I don't like, and the, they should be sending it back. And um, yeah, so it's been an ongoing process, but one of the parts of that is that you have to um, set a wedding date. You have to prove that you want to, you have the intention of getting married if I come there. So that is set. Yeah, I mean, as I were committed, um, the wedding, it's, it's definitely, we feel strongly enough about each other to go ahead with that, but we're, we're jumping in the, into it this early because it's practical as well for the whole visa situation. Right. But yeah. Um, you're making it sound like you're, you're not <laughs> deeply and madly in love with me. I, I, am, madly, I am madly and deeply in love with <laughs> you. You want to do a smooch on that? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll have a second wedding, I think, at some point. Like, uh, actually have yeah, a little Yeah, the ritual. fanfare and all that. This is just going to be, like, basically his mom and sister kind of witnessing us. Yeah. It be, it's yeah. going to be very typical. I mean, if, if it's possible, I would love to go to the second one. Yeah. I'm more than honored to go to the second one. Aw, yeah. well, since you've invited yourself. <laughs> well, I, said I would like to go. I'm, sorry, I'm not saying I'm going to go. I would I'm, love to you're go. Invited, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you could be he, best man to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but as we wrap up the show, I just wanted to thank you, Declan, you know, for being part of the show. Um, it's, a, it's really cool meeting you and, and having a conversation with you and getting to know more about you. And I know you're interested in podcasting, you know, as time goes on. So I would definitely love to have you back if that's cool with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we could even do like video stuff and stuff in the UK, you know, because I'll have to, I'll be over there pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, and you know, because we can record shows, you know, you know, like via the phone, via computer, stuff of that nature. Um, so, anything you would like to end with? Anything on your mind? Anything, you know, that you would like to say? Just floor is yours for a good few minutes. I do not mind. I do this to all my guests. 
Whatever's on your mind. You're not going to make him tell a joke like you do with Ashley? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the problem. I've got a hundred million things in my mind. Um, you were talking about, you said like t we use 10% of our brain. So mm -hmm. uh, there is this thing called the default process. And um, where everyone's using a certain percentage of their brain power at, every, at any moment, there's like a resting default. Uh, people on the spectrum use like three times as much processing in that default stage, mm. which attributes to a lot, a lot of the stress, a lot of the overload. Uh, so yeah, that 30%, there's a lot going on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, sorry, I'm, I'm obsessed with the brain no, thing. Nothing that's, wrong <laughs> with that. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, it, it definitely adds a different viewpoint, you know, to the show. And I do appreciate that. Anything for you, Jesse, before we wrap it up? Where's my ice cream? <laughs> I'll be sure I buy you ice cream. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I just want to say how grateful I am for you, Adrian, and for just our friendship and for Declan. What, am I being sappy? No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking I'm being really cold and logical here. <laughs> no, but you're, you're, yeah, I'm you're, trying you're, to warm you're, it up. Yeah, you're bringing I'm bringing the mask. Was yeah. one of the things that is. Yeah, you're, you're brilliant. But no, it's actually true. <laughs> it's actually true. I do obviously love and, and care about you both. You're some of the most important people to me, and I'm just glad that we had this opportunity to um, create this little sound waves into a little <laughs> metal piece. Well, absolutely. <laughs> ho ho hopefully, one day we could do this via Neuralink. <laughs> and then the podcast would be like. Point four seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just hit it right there. It'd be good. Um, now, actually, um, it's up to you, but if, if, if any of my listeners want to contact you, do you have a vlog? Do you have a particular website that you put your thoughts I'll on? I'll tell them about Autistica and stuff. Um, okay, so the last time... I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, the last time that I spoke with you, I was talking... I was trying to come up with, like, good autism resources and things. Um, so, um, AANE is one resource for... Um, Mostly, no, I guess it's international, but Autistica is a, an organization that Declan works with. Um, so if you want to talk about that. Um, sure, I, I haven't really worked with them recently, though. Oh, well, I just thought you mentioned it. I mean, yeah, yeah there's a charity I've worked no, with. No, he doesn't like work like you've worked for them. It's just, yeah. 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 There are charity I've worked with. I've promoted within my studio. Um, they mm -hmm. had a branch that focus on the games industry like autistic of play um, I try to promote them as charity for of the year for our company to mm -hmm. support sadly of course um, not many people really know what autism is really understand autism and it's not it's promoted by someone who's not like Gregarious and oh, <laughs> so it's like yeah. yay! This is number one. Look at the statistics. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I mean, people vote for charity of the year very just at the end of the day, like five minutes. Okay, da -da -da -da. okay, I'll go for that one. No. Oh. <laughs> wow. You, 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 usually it's like the one that everyone's familiar okay. with. Okay. Gotcha. Do you have any other resources yeah. you want to know about? Um, also, as far as social media is concerned, I'm almost completely off social media. Very rarely do I poke back in, but no Twitter, no Instagram right now. 
but we're gonna change that. We're gonna try to create like a mutual space. But you seem so perplexed. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, sorry, I, I interrupted. <laughs> it's the impulse thing. We're we're both kind of jumping. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I mean, do you have any last words before we wrap it up? Um, yeah, just to finish off the artistic place. Sure, <laughs> by all means. Um, yeah, they're, they're a great charity. I currently use Bing, which I know is blasphemous and horrible. Makes me yeah, terrible. I look it's away. Terrible human I look away. I'm like, no. Uh, but yeah, through that, I get to choose my charity of choice and artistic. I, my search history, the profits that go from all that data and things. Google, it could, God knows where it goes, but at least some of it with being uh, Edge goes to his charity. And yeah, they're all about basically trying to understand autistica, uh, autism from a more inclusive standpoint, including autistic people. Because mm -hmm. the best, best way to understand something is understanding it from the inside, rather than just looking from the outside and saying, oh, that looks weird. I wonder if it's this or that. It's, it, Which is a big it's, problem it's, in the States, is we try to change the behaviors. Yeah, lot. yeah, that's one of the big problems with autism. Um, but yeah, they take the approach of asking, how, how does this make you feel? How, how, how do you experience this? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, they're proven kind of research that along those lines that are inclusive of autistic people and will help better the lives of autistic people. And, like careers, getting jobs, and just being better included, really. Do you so. want to give people your email address? Um, I guess I could. I mean, you, you don't have to. You don't or, have to. If you or don't social media. Uh, uh, you right. I have two email addresses. I've got my professional one, so I'll keep that kind of private and separate. Uh, <laughs> I've got my. Go up in the air one. How many people want to send us little I, messages about how much <laughs> they think we're amazing? They can send them to you. <laughs> I mean, Anyways, I, I, like, oh I, I check it. Uh, so I guess like, I, can, I can use that one. It's solely up to you. Uh, we'll, what we'll do uh, is we'll put it in a description. Okay. So if people choose this to reach out to you, they can if you'd like. Mm. So it's no problem whatsoever. Uh, and of course, all the links are in the description below. So we definitely thank. And Mr. Declan, for being part of the show, welcome to the United States. I know you're itching to get back home. Hey. <laughs> uh, Jesse, once again, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, uh, I will shake your hand, Declan, even though you know nobody sees it on camera. But yes, uh, I can confirm there was a handshake that occurred. <laughs> this has been the Walker Racy Experience. Um, I've been Adrian, and I thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. Yay! Outro music. <laughs>